0: The most exciting, the far, the most important part of our Florida project—in fact, the heart of everything we'll be doing in Disney World—will be our experimental prototype city of tomorrow.
1: Welcome to Progress City Radio. I'm Duke Huggies. Tonight, I'm joined by the Salt Masaki. Give it a good suck. And Scoodles, Howdy, howdy. <laughs>
2: All
0: right.
1: <laughs> Dude, that was gay, yeah. 40.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> You said don't plan it. Let it ever, come naturally. A redundant
2: cowboy. Way to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn. Anyway, so let's hop right into it. So there's a couple things I want to jump into around property down uh, at Walt Disney World. You guys hear about this Bob Gurr event and like monorails at all? Like he did a live event over a Celebration I went to and he pretty much confirmed that there's going to be new monorails. And I know some people are like, ah, oh, well, it's not coming straight from Disney, but I feel like if anybody's going to know uh, whether no. we're getting new monorails or not, like Bob Gurr might be the guy. Like I'm going to take his word over some asshole and like,
2: you know, you would think just because the, the fact that he was pretty much the the pioneer of the thing, if there's anybody inside Imagineering that knows, you know, they're going to have a relationship with him. Like, it's going to leak to him if it's going to leak to anybody. But yeah, I will say the exact words that I heard him say, and I, I'm almost quoting this. I'm pulling it from memory, but it was basically contracts are in progress. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm not sure exactly what that means. So, yeah. well. It,
1: Let's take a listen to the clip I have here. Uh, this was from Walt Disney Master of Dreamers. Um, or that's actually the name of the guy's documentary, I think. But it's a panel discussion with Disney legend Bob Gurr and best selling author Jeff Barnes. This was on April 28th down in Celebration. He came down and pretty much talked. It was like a panel discussion talking about working with Walt and stuff like that. And at the end of it, people asked questions. And this guy asked a question about the monorails. And here, we'll just take a listen.
0: Hi, Bob. I'm sure you get this question all the time. You are the designer of the Mark I monorail, you design the Mark IV monorails, you are Mr. Monorail, you're sitting right up there. Do you think that we will see a new monorail system here at the parks in Florida within the next three and a half years? Machines do not last forever. You typically design them in the transportation industries for 20 mile, twenty years service. We're close to the closing into the 30 year of service here. Uh, I call this monorail, this monorail, George McGinnis actually designed this, this version of the monorail. But I call, I call this the duct tape monorail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, when, you, when, you, when you get up in years, you, 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 you find a lot of duct tape stuck on yourselves to keep you running pretty good. Uh, no, there is a uh, contract. Track, contracts are underway. You will see it. Um. Uh, If everything works right, it will be the same company, Bombardier, which, uh, which uh, built our current version. So
1: yeah, there he is. He's saying Bombardier's doing it again. And, I mean, I guess it's not 100%. I see what you're saying, Josh. You know, you're saying contract progress, but at least it would seem like something's happening. Uh,
2: yeah, well, at least, it, it, if nothing else, it reveals a recognition that these things are running on borrowed time.
1: It has
3: to. We
2: are. And I think I mean I mean I'll just state for the record, for the purpose of our own credibility, we're obviously speculating here. We don't have any real inside information. But a lot of what I've read online says that, you know, the door opening up mid flight, if you will, a few months back was a, a big impetus for Disney to finally recognize that they had to do something. And you know, people are stating that like it's fact, and I, I think that that's probably a little irresponsible, because, fuck, I don't know, any clue what it is that made Disney decide to, to uh, you know, realize that they needed these new trains, even if they did, uh, or even if they did. But it would seem logical that that would be, you know... That would have probably spurred a meeting.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Else. I feel like if anything was going to do it, this making, like, national news was going to... You have to do something where people are going to be like, you know, this everything down there is supposed to be pristine and everything like that. And the monorails are the hallmark of the whole property, they have been since the property opened in '71. Yeah, it's kind of synonymous. Is that the right
2: word? Well, let's put it this way if you spend 15, 20, 30 million dollars on replacing the trains on the monorail system. On the next shareholder call you're not going to get shit for doing it after the biggest headline of the previous year was that, was that anybody some kid could have rolled right out if mm-hmm. you know conditions had been right so certainly if there's ever a time where they can justify it to the shareholders now would be the time yeah especially with like full length
1: video of like going through Epcot cop the door open yep you know it's kind of like if you don't do anything and somebody falls back that little sticker saying don't lean against the door they pack yep. on the trains at night it's going to happen
2: yeah good luck with that
1: so, if somebody falls out and gets hurt, you're going to say, well, man, we put a sticker up. What do you yeah. want me to do? Here's a free popcorn. Should <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't know. I think we're getting trained. Do for, for the 50th, for how much coverage they're looking to get down here and everything like that, and they're, they're saying that they plan on all the hotel rooms being packed for the entire year. So I don't know about that. I think a lot of people are going to come down, but... If these monorails are falling apart, it's not going to look good. I mean, that that would probably be the greatest addition to Walt Disney World for the 50th anniversary:
2: new trains. And I, I would agree. In fact, you almost have to wonder if that door event had happened before they greenlit the Skyliner project, if they wouldn't have done this instead. Because to me, like, I, I think Skyrides are cool. I mean, I really do like them, but they are, they are like. A condiment on your meal you yeah know, they're, they're not a main attraction and I, I just i don't think that people are going to get terribly excited about the skyliner not to mention the fact that the capacity issues are going to make it an absolute nightmare for the people who try to do it um but the monorail is something that anybody who went to disney in the <laughs> 80s or 90s or i, I mean before my time at the 70s like driving in seeing those things go over the beams riding to the contemporary like that's a landmark experience that you can't yeah. really have anywhere else Nice studio you got there. <laughs> <laughs> You're recording at Michael Vick's house. I yeah. <laughs> Well,
1: speaking of the Skyliner, they're talking now apparently internally. At least scored to Jim Hill. He's saying that they're talking internally now about the International Gateway maybe being quite the clusterfuck when… Do you think? …illuminations <laughs> or whatever, and nighttime show they have by that time. Where everybody's trying, and because that's like the end of the one of the lines, you know, people trying to get back to art animation and pop sensory and stuff like that are going to, assuming they're going to get on there and go through the MGM station and all that stuff and all the other hotels to get back there, and they're thinking now like, oh wait, maybe this isn't going to, this is going to be a capacity issue. There's going to be so many people getting out of there trying to take uh, the Skyliner out that maybe this wasn't the right move or something like that or they're just worried about capacity issue overall. Now, Scoodles says he knew a guy that said that they already ran capacity testing and everything's fine.
3: Is that true, Scoodles? Not exactly. We... I would expect it to still be backed up. And um, it's... What, they're going to run it two hours after the parks open, like any other type of transportation, or yeah. after it closes. So, yes, it's going to be backed up, but I don't think it's going to be anything worse than what you're going to see with the monorail after Magic Kingdom closes. Uh, truly because you're not go- there's a lot of people back there going out of, out of that back gate. But otherwise... Uh, I, say, I would probably, argue that the monorail would... The newness will wear off. Will wear off. I, I expect that, but otherwise, yeah, it's going to be bad for the first little bit, but I don't see it being a total cluster.
2: The the dilemma that the sky what's it called again?
3: Skyliner. <laughs>
2: the Skyliner. I, I kept trying to call it the Skyway because I was thinking of the old attraction. But the dilemma that the Skyliner is going to face is that from a utilitarian perspective, it's an attraction, but Disney's yep. billing it as transportation, and. I realize it's it's it seems like it might not make sense, but I do think the messaging matters. And if you're if you're proclaiming it to be this system for transporting you from the park back to your hotel, then it has to actually be able to do that in a meaningful way. And, th- and that's what I think the problem is. Like I, I I wouldn't be surprised if if this goes really poorly if they don't even close that thing at park closing or prior to park closing. Yeah. Um, I can see
3: that. I absolutely can see that.
2: It just it seems to me like. The mistake here is in how they're marketing it. It's it'll be a cool thing. I would like to just glide silently above the parks and between the resorts. I think that will be a good experience. But for people who are spending a lot of money to get their family when they're late at night, their kids are tired and crying and hungry, and they're trying to get back to the hotel, for them to be dependent upon this as an actual mode of doing that, I think is probably a recipe for disaster.
1: Yeah, and I would argue that the the monorail as it does get backed up and magic clears out, but the capacity on the monorail Mm-hmm. Much higher than this is going to be. Yep. As soon as the train pulls out, within minutes another train's ready to take way more people than that Skyliner is ever going to be able to take out of there. I mean, it, it's like a slow chainsaw digging away, kind of. If you think yep. about how the Skyliner is going to work, it, and it's not constant because there's gaps in between the train or the uh, the cabs and stuff. And uh, anywhere, if these are going to be air conditioned or.
2: <laughs> so for those of you who don't get that joke take a check back to the WWW Kingdomcast feed where Mac May and I had a pretty heated dispute about it where uh, history proved me to be right on that one
1: <laughs> uh, so you're chalking you're that one out for, as, as a win
2: <laughs> I'm chalking it up as a preliminary win although I, I will say that it's, we won't know for sure until the thing opens but but Mac himself reached out to Jim Hill who I consider to be a pretty reliable source mm-hmm. uh, who said no they're not and if you want to hear a more technical explanation as to why that is not practical, uh, like I said, check back to the old But
1: Do you think they'll have those little
2: fans like the bus
1: drivers get, like on school buses or something like that?
2: I don't think there's going to be any electrical, electrically powered anything inside of those guns. No TVs. lights
3: or anything like that? I don't think so. Yeah. So let me back up and punt, because now now thinking about it, because I was thinking of just Epcot, Hollywood Studios, oh, it's going to be a shit house just because of Star Wars Land and everything else coming. Epcot, I don't see it being a, a as big of an issue. And that's what I was kind of initially thinking about. But Hollywood Studios, yeah, that's that's going to be a little rough.
2: Yeah, well, Not to mention the fact that these things, I, I don't understand the topology of the system perfectly, but like the Epcot line and the there's a 90 degree bend in it where you have to change vehicles. So even if you were to suffer through waiting in line once, you're not done. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to go to, to their depot or whatever the central location is and get on another one to make it all the way back to your resort. So I, yeah. I just I think that punishing people multiple times when they're tired and sunbeaten and had a long day is not a way to engender a good customer service.
1: So, so picture this. You just got Magic Star Star Wars land all day, and the cabs that keep coming into MGM are already full of people coming from Epcot. So they're just going through the station waiting got for an empty one to come along but an empty one's never gonna come along.
2: <laughs> Fucking Darth Vader just goes by with a finger about you.
1: <laughs> and Jim Hill also said they're using they're looking at 30 year old Skyway attraction data from Walt Disney World from, and Tomorrowland and Fantasyland as a kind of a guiding data for how capacity will work which that blows my mind considering it was an attraction and not I mean it was a mode yeah. of transportation kind of but that's not even
2: comparable. No, I'll in go story. out on a limb there. That sounds like complete and utter bullshit to me. I What know. does that mean? We're looking at old data. Tell me what that means exactly. The thing goes at the speed that the thing goes at. That's how many cars per minute go through that station. There's nothing to look at. There's no research to do. It's how fast does the thing go? How many people does each car hold? That is your maximum possible capacity right there. You don't. You don't have to have a fucking PhD in statistics to crunch those numbers. It is what it is. What matters, it, the supply side of this equation, is an absolutely fixed, uh, attainable value. The only question you have is demand, and there's nothing that you can look at from 30-year-old Skyway data that gives you any insight whatsoever as to what the demand is going to be at multiple parks operating between multiple resorts. So, to me, I, like I said, I do think Jim is a credible source of a lot of things. I also think he fills in the gaps with his own imagination a lot. And that, to me, is a—it's one of those things where if you don't think about it carefully, it's like, oh yeah, that makes common sense, but it's total and utter horseshit when you actually think about it with any degree. Yeah, of, I, I, of I didn't really get that when you said that,
1: it wouldn't make any sense. It's just it doesn't match up to anything. Who knows? I mean,
2: and to be clear, maybe they are doing it. But in that case, I think, <laughs> it's, bullshit. I think it's bullshit that they're doing it, and not bullshit that he said it. But in either yeah. event, I think that it's fucking useless in regard to actually.
1: Yeah, well, I said like that. More, gonna do. Yeah, I said that more is if they're if that's what they're really looking at. It doesn't make sense. Now it
2: could just if that's what they're looking at. That's a really bad sign.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that well. is no bueno. Yeah. But I want it to work. That's that's the hey, thing. I don't want to bitch about it and hate on it because I I it's something new, right? I'm very happy that we're trying something not, new.
2: I want a toilet made of solid gold, but it's not in the cards.
3: Yeah, well, well I, I just think... can't wait for uh, for the first time people get stuck. You know, 50 feet in the air, and, <laughs> and you're just sitting there over, you know, over World Drive. Oh, well, um, damn. Take a leak right out the (laughs) side.
1: Well, that's the thing. Is there going to be any airflow in the thing? Because if there's no AC and there's no airflow, these people are going to be... in these cabs and the hot Florida sun just baking, so how long until it smells like the Monorail? I mean, even it'll be
3: fine. Bad. Well, the time <laughs> the first is in one, it'll smell like the Monorail.
2: We built the prototypes in Switzerland, everything is fine. <laughs> Switzerland is exactly a perfect analog to Orlando.
1: I mean, it gets up to about 65 degrees over there in summer. Yeah, in <laughs> mid August. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like says he doesn't want to hate it. He doesn't want to bitch on it. And then goes right into bitching
3: about it. I it's I don't want to <laughs> complain come but... But if you see a movie trailer and it looks like shit to begin with, but you really like that actor, you really want it to be good. So let's let's see. Now,
2: what I here's what I want. I hope this thing's fine whatever. I'm going to treat it like an attraction, not like transportation. That's that's the pro tip of the day is if you absolutely positively have to be somewhere, don't take this at least not for a few months or maybe a few years until it's sort of a known quantity, but certainly, you know, block out a day. If you got some time on property and you've been there before and you've experienced all the attractions and you want to see things from a new perspective, by all means dedicate half a day to doing this. But if you are trying to get your family to a park in order to like maximize your four day trip, fucking
3: take a bus or walk Oh, I'm going to be like excited that. to see and uh, now what's going to happen parking wise for Pop and Art of Animation uh, uh, in Caribbean Beach just as we're you know you're seeing people park now Poly, start, yeah. starting to pay, pay to park to get in uh, if you're staying at the hotel now this is just going to be another way for people to bypass paying for parking and now security is going to be a pain in the ass when I want to go to Art of An- Animation and get a hamburger uh, <laughs> so we'll see yeah. Yeah, I've even
1: been back to Art and Animation since that video dropped of the cast member mopping the top of the tables with the floor mop. Yeah. It was like in the exact section that I always sit in, the Lion King one. Blood everywhere. (laughs) Oh, it's nasty. I mean, (laughs) who was like, yeah, let me use the floor mop to mop the top of the tables. It's disgusting. And the food's decent there and everything, but after I saw that video, I just haven't been back. I just... I don't know. I'll be sitting there thinking about it. You know, <laughs> that, you're going to have to torch all them tables. That's the only way. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the Skyline. see, my thing is with the Skyliner. It's, I don't want to hate it either. I want it, and I hope it works. And it's just kind of like Avatar. Like we swore when that came out, like, oh, man, it's not going to be that good. I, when we went to the preview, I was blown away. I thought it was awesome, but I don't find myself going back. But I mean, I think they did a good job with it and everything. So I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they put enough time and testing into this now as far as I know there's never been a skyliner or a Skyway or anything like that across the flat state of Central Florida but I mean maybe they'll be the pioneers in there I, I just keep going back to man I think you he, he could have done better mode of transportation uh, with a monorail or a people mover system or something I mean if we're gonna start talking about connecting all these resorts, Let's start doing people movers,
2: man. Let's get Tesla yeah. in here and put some uh, Hyperloops in. <laughs> I, I agree with the people mover sentiment, especially. I And, you know, I, I follow a lot of websites. I teach a business course at a college, and I you know so I try and find exciting examples of the sort of problems that companies naturally find themselves in over time. Mm. And it almost seems like no matter how big a company you are, and no matter how many smart people you have, you, companies tend have a tendency to get blinded to the rest of the world by the things that are working for them Uh, and this is true of the most successful companies in the world Apple and I'm sure Disney and I I just there's sometimes when I think that perhaps the fact that that people mover is an old idea within that company that they've sort of lost any hope that it could be viewed as innovative but I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I think sometimes the the answer is closer to home than they think. They're trying the people in there are obviously trying so hard to be creative and do things that are exciting and and boost attendance that uh, you know I want i I can't help but think that sometimes they're overlooking an obvious solution that's right in front of them,
1: yeah, uh, I think so. I mean their budget of- a big thing but yeah, and that's a massive thing. I think the budget is the main reason why we're getting a Skyway because it has to be way cheaper to lay cables across towers but it, than there is but to lay understand track.
2: understand something. When you are not a cash-strapped company, the budget is a is an artificial constraint that you impose on yourself. It is, not, it is not that this doesn't have the resources to do it. When, di- when, when, dis- when you hear Imagineering talking about a budget, that is something that the company has imposed upon itself as a limit. That's not a real limit. It's yeah. not that they couldn't afford to do it. It's about confidence. You know, it's about, you know, every time Boeing designs and produces a new aircraft... They are betting the company that that new aircraft is going to be successful. Because the cost of doing that is so expensive that if you fail miserably, it will destroy the company no matter how big the company is. And what you and you, if you go back to the opening of Disneyland, or the opening of, of Disney World, the opening of Epcot, those were company betting decisions, where there was enough confidence there to say, we have this new idea, we think it's going to be big, and we're willing to go out of business if, it, if it's a total failure. And quite frankly, you just don't see that kind of decision making in that company anymore. <laughs> Lethal and feathered—you just don't see that anymore. You just don't see it. Anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the thing is, with the um, with the Skyliner, shit—I just completely lost what I was thinking about. It happens. Just <laughs> that a brain fart. Um, oh well, they—they've perfected the people mover. Imagine what it could be like now with today's technology and how more efficient it could be. Right. And, the artificial constraints of budget that they put on themselves—it's like, imagine how much more you could charge at a resort that had a monorail or people who were coming through. Now, don't get me wrong—they're going to upcharge for the skyway, but I feel like if it was on a, an actual transportation line that was very efficient and fast-paced, like the monorail, I agree. Like they're not going to upcharge as much as the monorail. Well, they might upcharge as much as the monorail, but it's not going to be worth it.
2: I don't know, I people not, would be... I would pay a lot for that, I mean...
1: Oh, no, I would, but I mean, for the Skyliner, they might try to charge as much as they would as a monorail resort, but, like, and being like, oh, it's on the transportation line, but, like, that's right. like saying the bus is on the, on the monorail loop, because technically you can get there. You no,
2: know, no, I think you're on so like, I, it's hard to put your finger on, but to me, there's something, di- It's there's a certain tangibility to the monorail, like, there's the track, and I know with the cable car, yeah, there's the cable. But there's something different about it. There's a sense of anticipation. It's like you were you were there. Like I remember, mm-hmm. like when you're at the contemporary, it's like I'm practically in the park because the Montreal goes to the park. The Montreal goes yep. to here. There's a connectedness there that, that 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 big visible tangible beam represents that I I really don't think that that's gonna uh, translate with the, with the style. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. I, I haven't seen it yet. But I, I don't <laughs> feel I don't feel like you're gonna those cable cars are not going to go through the resort. You know, well, even I was going to
1: say. What about the Rubiera if it just went right through the lobby or something like that?
0: Like, kind of cool.
2: <laughs> but, like, look at the difference. There's an enormous difference in my mind, and maybe this is my own sensibility, but the, the degree of connectedness to the Magic Kingdom that you have at the Contemporary is way bigger than what you have at the Polynesian, even though they're both on the monorail loop, or, you know, the mm-hmm. Grand Flow. But just the fact that the thing goes through the hotel, like, that's there's just a major sense of connectedness there that as far as i understand you could never do with a cable car system so no <laughs>
3: it's just the pop center it's the value resort and moderate resorts monorail uh, you're you're too poor you don't get a monorail so you get a cable car
2: what it should be is like a chauffeured vespa scooter <laughs> 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 this
1: is where our park is <laughs> going now. Well, you know what? This Epcot hotel—they keep the rumors keep coming up about. I don't even know where these are coming from. Um, I, I don't know if D twenty three ever said anything about it or not. But will the monorail run through this thing if it's built on the front of the park or in front no. of? Uh, in
3: no, house? there's no way. Have well, to though, that. right?
2: No, well no. it might go through it but the orientation is wrong the, from what I've seen in the drawings the hotel is perpendicular to the monorail line so it might go through it but it, it's not going to go it's, <laughs> this is going to sound helpful it's going to go through it but it's not going to go through it's,
1: it it's not going to stop in it
2: it's not going to stop in it and it's just going to be like it's the not going like a train right like the hotel is going to be, be built but, over the beam not along the beam a tunnel pretty much Basically a tunnel. Yeah. Will there
1: be anything spooky in the tunnel or just blackness?
2: Probably windows so that the people in the hotel can look at uh, the rail yeah. that they can't get on.
1: <laughs> I, and I've seen people keep saying, oh, man, I, you know, I think they're going to do like Progress City Tower, Spy or something like that. And I, I haven't seen any concepts or anything like that. Maybe they're just hoping for that. I, I don't know where these ideas keep coming for this. Uh, I think idea- hotel, I know the company may have said something about it, but I, if it seems to me that there's a... If you're going to build it behind the living seas, there's like room over there to do it. That seemed more legit. And it it'd have to be a tower, right? Because the selling point's going to be, besides being right next to Epcot or practically in Epcot, is that you have to be high enough up to where you can see whatever fireworks right.
2: are they're running. Well, is it Shanghai Disney that has the hotel at the entrance? I think it's Euro Disneyland, right? Euro okay. Is it a Paris, that they call it now? I don't going. know. Also,
3: Tokyo Disney Sea has it. Okay. okay.
2: So. If you, and forgive my ignorance here, but there's a Disney book I read a long time ago that talks about sort of the ideology that underlies the entrance to most Disney parks. And it's like, it's all about this reveal, right? Where you obscure it, whether it's tunnels or whatever, but you obscure a view and then you you open up to, you know, this grand reveal of, of what's behind it. And that's a that's a cinematic concept, which is where Disney apparently got it. You don't really have that at Epcot, right? no so i mean from the parking lot you could pretty much see spaceship earth future world east and west at least parts of it so this would be a way to i suppose create anticipation but to me it doesn't make a lot of sense because i mean i remember as a kid going around that corner on the monorail and seeing spaceship earth that this sort of massive structure and it was awe-inspiring and that to me it just, it, it's just it's going to be a fucking hotel like Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, I get that the sightline may be ruined, but I, I don't know what a hotel could look like that would blend in with anything Epcot. I'd just i be putting it off to the side, I could see... And plus, dude, let's think about the logistics of shutting down the entire entrance to a theme park for construction and stuff like
2: that. I mean, yeah. ugh, it's just... Just gonna funnel everybody through the international gateway.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that'll be great for the Disney Skyliner, I guess. Right. You know? So I, I, don't, I don't see what the advantage is. Um, and I imagine if they build a hotel there, it's gonna be DVC probably because it seems like every resort they build was the exceptional, like Star Wars. Now has to be DVC or or DVC in mind, which you know, whatever. I guess they sell them. But I, I always, I. I'm trying to figure out what the theme would be.
2: Is it going to be about the future? Probably not. I would hope, but like you're going to have a non-futuristic hotel at the entrance to the Future World. Like, then <laughs> I mean, technically they already have one of those.
1: The Contemporary is like 70s retro future. So, what do you do now? I mean, what's retro future now? Do they even build like retro future stuff anymore?
2: Well, I mean, by far the most futuristic hotel in, the, in Disney World is Contemporary. Yeah. You know, and I get it. Like the future world, it doesn't have to be hoverboards. You know, it could just be a clean aesthetic and modern transportation systems. I'm okay with that. Is is a vision of the future? I don't think it has to be like Jetsons cartoonish nonsense. Um, uh,
1: scoodles. Does your your? Uh, I hear nothing. Tell? Nothing. What
3: did you just say?
1: <laughs> I asked if your uh, company contact had any information on. This hotel. Have you heard anything
3: about it? the Epcot Resort or whatever? I have. Call? I have not. Now, the the funny thing that I'm seeing, at least right now, is everything that is coming out uh, prior, you know, after the Skyway has been kept pretty secret. Uh, normally, you have some sort of leaks come through from either, you know, some manager in transportation or some someone or somewhere in another resort. Uh, this time. It, they they have done a very good job of keeping a lot of things uh, under wraps I mean nice. even to the point of uh, the construction of the of the roads and highway area that's being revamped there's just you don't know until you know kind of situation now they're they're doing a good job at I least think, with that I I think a lot of these Epcot
1: resort rumors are coming from like permits for like uh, like utilities and stuff like that and people are finding these permits and they're just like oh well oh, they're Doing a lot of work over here. This must be where it's going and stuff like that. I mean, I'd like to see what they come out with and and see what they do. That's honestly, <laughs> yeah. I,
2: honestly, my hats off to the people who are doing that shit. I know, like, like they're doing the good work. I, and uh, honestly, that's how the Skyliner rumors be- became.
1: Well, the um, Scoodles I actually Scoodles spilled the beans on that two years so way before I heard even you know a yeah. Corliss or any of them cats even talking about it. Uh, I believe Scoodles or Scootles Contact, we'll just call them, uh, was in a meeting, and they were talking about a Skyliner that was
3: going to go from Germany to the Caribbean Beach Resort. Right? Uh, the actual location was never spoke about. It was just, what are the logistics of how we can do blank to blank? And oh, i could have swear you told me at the time it was going on in Germany. Don't, don't worry about what I told you. <laughs> So you that were was just, lying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you were just making shit up the whole time. <laughs> well, whatever. I Good for you because yeah, you know, I remember busting his balls about this. I'm like, yo, tell him about the skyway plans. Like, They're never gonna put a fucking skyway in down here. And then look, now there's towers up. So I guess I'm the asshole on that. <laughs> I thought it was fake too, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm like, you heard that from like a bus driver or something. Like, <laughs> it was Kyle. You
3: know, he moved up.
1: Well, there's apparently there's cast members at the resort telling people that they're getting monorails are coming and it's going to be seventy four million dollars a train. Does that sound right for about a train? What, what
2: do monorails go for these days? Seventy four million dollars a train does not sound right. Uh, it sounds like a yeah. Gulfstream six fifty is is sixty million dollars, and that goes Mach point nine two through the goddamn <laughs> sky. So I'm going to go ahead and say no. <laughs> well, I mean. We don't know what kind of seating they're going to have inside or any that stuff. <laughs> I've seen, I mean, Bombardier, I mean, not. That, I don't know how interesting this is to anyone, but that's a company that I've dealt with. They're the parent company of Learjet, so mm. I've actually dealt with them for years. I've been up to Montreal to one of their facilities up there, and they're primarily an aerospace company. Yeah, but the monorails, if you've ever seen pictures of them, like with the seats off, like those things are more built more like a boat than they are any aircraft. It's like plywood with fiberglass laid over it. I mean they're, they're it's actually pretty scary if you see behind the scenes of those <laughs> things. I, I don't I don't believe for a second that, that is that one train costs more than a fucking G six fifty.
1: No, I'd say maybe seventy four million for a fleet of trains. Would be more realistic than
2: seventy-four. For Twelve. That would be five million a piece. That's more of the ballpark. I I wouldn't be surprised if it's more than that, but yeah. um, I, I don't think it's sixty-five million a
1: piece. But where's like where's the where's these frontline cast members getting this info from? I mean, it, it's they the, whisper, it on the, hub. the whisper game it's, it's the that you belt. played in, yeah. in
3: kindergarten. Um, well, blue, blue green, nine. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah. oh, magically, seventy-four million nine hundred. It's one hundred billion dollars. <laughs> seventy-four thousand million dollars. <laughs> Some jackass that wanted to think he's that he, that he knows something made it up, and now it spreads like wildfire. Yeah. Well, I guess they're gonna come back expecting new monorails. So
1: I don't know. Anyway, I, what, what I was
3: getting at is that most people in the company don't. Know what the hell's going on until they see it on WDW info or one of these other blog, of course, blog so. sites. It's it's insane.
2: That, look, Disney is a company. Most mm-hmm. of the people listening to the show work for a company. Most of those people don't even know their own job, let alone what the company at large is doing. So like, true. People impute so much power and wisdom and knowledge to people who work for Disney. They're just human beings. They wake up in the morning, they wash their balls or their clams, whatever, <laughs> and they go to work and they the do ball. a mediocre job and then they come home. Like, they're human beings. They, they don't have omniscient knowledge of everything the company's doing. Give me a fucking break. I usually wash my balls and clam when I get home from work. I, I wash go. both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's that way, why you're special. That way they cancel each other out. <laughs> So... <laughs> That's why we the have an explicit tag.
1: The last thing we're going to touch on while we're over here at Epcot is the Space Station restaurant. Now, I guess yeah. more stuff came up about it. Do you think there's going to be... Like, Star Wars is saying that you're going to like go in this room where it's going to transport you to... The I guess you're gonna be in like a capsule or something like that. It's gonna like take you to the Star Wars destination, so you can stay completely immersed in that, which is awesome. Because the one thing we can look back on the hydrolators and the lift at Universal. Just, I was
2: just gonna say this is a hydrolators like clone for sure.
1: Yeah, and it worked. It worked then. Um, the they second generation. The second generation of that is Escape from Gringotts, where they okay. take you on the lift all the way down to the basement, where that definitely takes you out of the park and you feel you know it sets the mood for the entire attraction. You're you're, prob- forget- you're
2: forgetting men back. in black too. I'd say that was But let's go back to the hydrolators. What happened after eighteen months? They're like, Yeah, if you don't want to do this part you don't have to, you can skip it. Like the you know, the pragmatic constraints of actually operating the place become a problem and they and they skip it. So I hope they I hope whatever effect they do, it's sustainable to where it doesn't just, I think it's one time at time. check,
1: one time at check-in, and then after that you can just go through the side door.
2: Yeah, that's probably right. You know, it's Take like a ramp right to your fucking table.
1: Like you, you forgot your wallet in your room, you got to go through this fucking. Yeah. Door. <laughs> oh, that's back. true.
2: That's true. So
1: I, and, and which is fine to set the mood. I mean, if I'm paying two grand a night, I'm not leaving the resort or however yeah. much it's going to be. And you know, I also wonder. I'm like. Could I do that just to experience that? I, don't, I probably never will unless there's cast member rates or something like that, and, I, and somebody yeah. can get me in at fifty percent off.
2: Just you, you yeah. said you're not leaving. That's the not going to happen. But the space station restaurant's supposed to be outside for space.
1: Oh yeah, so this is different. This is what I was getting to. So I was talking about the hydrolators and the lift at Gringotts. Now, do you think what's going to be? Are you just going to walk into the space station? or Do you think there's going to be some kind of transition?
2: I, I think, think you're just going to walk, walk in. into it. You're just yeah. going to walk
1: into it. And, and yeah. yeah, I mean, that's probably going to be the easiest thing. Plus, the more people, you don't want to bottleneck your flow of customers and stuff. But it would be cool if there was some kind of, at least something you walk through or something like that, that transitions you from... It's
2: going to be Cosmic Race 2018. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I, I have a hot cheese bar. Only at Bay 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see a sunny eclipse there. He's going to move. It'll be (laughs) great.
1: Man, I that always I always thought that was the weirdest thing for years. I had to go to different bays. Like, if you want to one burger from another one. You're in there for like 45 minutes just trying to get a piece
2: Like, well, you go car. to the wrong one. It's, no, you gotta go to bed too. Like, really? Can't you, a, get you yeah. tell the chicken finger guy that I'm
1: <laughs> over finger. Finger.
2: Yeah. We have the technology.
1: <laughs> Do you think it was a union thing? It was like the, the chicken tender guy can't touch burgers. It's like a team you
2: know. the Burgers are Yeah. <laughs> <series of> <laughs> <laughs> steel workers have the chicken fingers. <laughs> it could be. I mean,
1: that's it. it that's the way it was. And then finally, they're just like, yeah, you know, we can maybe chicken finger guy can slide a burger this way. <laughs> so maybe,
2: maybe that's not such a bad idea after all. <laughs>
1: I don't even know what kind of foods can be served at this place. I mean, when I think space food, I think of like, like stuff in bags and stuff like that.
2: I got five words for you. Dehydrated ice cream. Oh and my they god. They had
3: to have that. Dream big.
2: <laughs> With
1: like baggable chocolate sauce or something like that.
2: They just have like a continuous shuttle of vehicles going back from Kennedy Space Center for here to bring that <laughs> packets of dehydrated <laughs> ice cream.
1: <laughs> I, I'm just wondering because when you, one word that you never think of when you think of culinary, uh, I guess, art or food is space. Like, you're never true. like, man, what kind of cuisine does Space have? It doesn't have any cuisine. You <laughs> <We laughs> like, order a steak. You. They
2: just bring out a fucking toothpaste tube with a steak. <laughs> it's just <your> steak, sir. That'd be kind of cool, actually. I'd probably go do that. Great news. It tastes same. It's <case>. tube steak.
1: <laughs> uh, I think Space space Ice Cream's a must. they saw it. Scoodles in the game. is like,
2: I had a tube stick on 192 last weekend. <laughs>
3: Uh, Orange Blossom Trail, remember that? The OBT. Oh
2: yeah.
1: Well, I was gonna do it for this episode of Progress City Radio. Be sure to check us out at ProgressCityRadio.com, dot com, with two O's. Yeah, yeah. Extra O for savings. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I spelled that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, till next time. See ya.